welcome to Lemonade Magazine Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Andrew, as always. And today, once again, we have our BFF, Kara Connolly, on the show. Kara, how's it going? Hi, I'm so happy to be back. Thanks for having me. It's been a second, and I know we've been trying to coordinate this for some time, which is all on me, so. <laughs> no, everybody's busy. That's totally understandable. You are always busy doing a lot of stuff. And um, I will say too, we talked for a good probably 20 minutes before this started. I know, we did. <laughs> so we'll see how long this goes now. Cause usually, you know, we've had, I think a two hour long. Get a full blown catch up. I mean, yeah. we were, we could, we could have kept going really. It was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, just, we really just got started, but um, I'm very honored to be here. I'm honored yeah. to be Lemonade's BFF. I just got to ask, have you told anyone else that they're Lemonade's BFF? Because oh, that's a good question. Because so we were, as we were talking about before this, we were talking about a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Ashley, otherwise known as Miss Machina. Her, her episode will probably come on after this one, but we recorded it last week. Sure, sure. And I said, I, I'll have to talk to Kara. I think, that you might have a, a BFF bracelet in your future, but you know, wow. but, but of course yeah. you're the original BFF. You're the number one BFF. Oh, so you actually said that you're like, we got to chat with Kara. Like, see yeah, I got to chat with Kara. See if, if, if we should, if, 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 if Ashley gets the she next. Deserves, yeah. Okay. This is what I say. Cause, cause she's had two episodes now so far. Right. I this think second, yeah. this is her second. I think she needs at least three. Okay. That's Don't you great. think? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's like the um, it's like the uh. Sorry, my phone just went off. Everybody, um, yeah, it's like the the uh the the SNL, you know, where they have like the five time host jackets. Right. Yeah. So three times, and she's gonna get there because she was telling me she has like a hundred songs that she's releasing. So she she does, and a lot of them actually we wrote together that are coming up, like um, in the fall. There's like three, I think three that we wrote together that are coming out. Yeah. I was laughing because we were talking about how, you know, sometimes it's, 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 it's tough for, for people who are, whether you're a you know big time celebrity or just somebody who's noticeable because you've been on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. And then it's tough or just even somebody who plays music locally yeah. and how some people think that just because you're nice online to them once that they're your, you know, that you're their, their, their best yeah, friend. Right. Right. Parasocial and, relationships. Right. And I, and I, before, and so I started jokingly and, 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 uh, and sometimes I guess my, my sarcasm is, is, is a little bit, uh, people believe it. And so I said, yeah, I said, you wouldn't believe it. I said, but when I saw Kara in person for the first time, she didn't remember my name. She didn't know who I was. And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so so Ashley was like oh my god really no 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 could you imagine could you imagine yeah. but I was just like wait sorry who are yeah, you who are you again <laughs> who are you and you're like you drove here to meet up with me and I'm like wait what I did what yeah, you guys you and Jack literally flew up here uh before we, we did yeah, yeah yeah we were like that and then after that we drove down to Anaheim so it was some travel yeah, for yeah. and then last time I went to uh LA uh to silver lake to have a good vegan lunch yeah yeah that was fun we've yeah. now both traveled also like um our friend diversary well it's not really our friend diversary but it's the first time we ever met is coming up on yeah. is jack's birthday august 5th august yeah, and my, right after my birthday which yeah. is august 2nd yeah so we that was our official first meeting yeah, so it was yeah been a year and that was, it was, it was a great time. We had we uh, each other a lot in the last year because we hadn't seen each other at all in the, the years before that. No. <laughs> no, we had like, you know, COVID and everything. Cause yeah. I think we met right before COVID. 
We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, had all that. And and then, yeah, finally met up in Seattle last year when you guys were up here. And uh, then, yeah, we're down. I was down Anaheim about a month later. Then earlier this year was in L.A. By the way, love that vegan restaurant. It was awesome. Yeah, Uh, Jewel. It's a good spot in Silver Lake. Um, Vegan. They do actually offer eggs, but no. But you can choose, I think, either either or. Um, Yeah. no no dairy and uh yeah. no meat. it's all vegan vegetarian yeah um, yeah it's great it was great it's like one of my favorite spots to go to because it's so chill and like they have a great outdoor patio and um it's not like super crowded yeah i know exactly it was like we i think we were like one of like two other people there yeah it was, but yeah. it was like but it's still really cool and i think yeah. people just it's underrated people don't but now now that we're talking about it it's gonna yeah, get now that we're talking about it now we're the, we're the trendsetters here now everybody's yeah. gonna be like oh we're going to jewel because you know um, everybody goes to wherever i recommend <laughs> <laughs> um but no and we, we yeah we were i remember that we were venting a lot about ai um or uh, yes yes yeah. and it's only gotten worse because this whole like uh you know some people just think oh it's a money thing this whole like strike right now for what's say yeah, yeah. writers and and it's not like, I mean, it's best part of it. And it's a very big part of it, understandably. So yeah, there's also this huge thing in regards to AI and the, the, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I don't know if you heard that they, one of their proposals was that like a background actor could come in and that they could do a screening of their right. body for right. a half day's work and they could use their likeness in perpetuity as background in movies for like a half day's pay. And I'm like, yeah. that's not cool. Like that is as, as, as we, so I, I can so eloquently put it as fucked up. Is, is, yeah, it's is, fucked up. It's, and I'm like, that's not, but the thing is that's, I, some of my friends have been texting me, you know, about the writer's strike, about the, the strike, the SAG after strike. And I'm like, sadly, a lot of this stuff is not news to me in the sense that like, these are the kind of contracts I've received my whole life. Have, yep. Not necessarily that exact example, but comparable, you know, in terms of like the sort of like, whoa, is that really what they're asking me? Um, to do and and then the way that you're talked to sort of if you challenge it is like there's a million people that would be willing to do this so either take this bad deal or like yeah. do a different job and and you're like that's not cool either like because it's like this shouldn't be okay for anybody but unfortunately um I do believe like sometimes unaware performer performers will take these jobs because they don't know better. Maybe it's one of their first things, or maybe they feel like they they need work or like, you know, they think it's going to be a huge life changer when really it's not right. Um, there's a lot of like misconception. And so I think the argument is that there's always going to be another performer out there desperate for a job, you yeah. know, um, that like, they don't have to treat any of us better, which is well, kind of sad. That, that's the saddest part about it is that if you go back a few years, years ago, decade or more, um, you know, when I think about uh, and a much more entry level thing, when I was like trying to do short films and stuff like that, and of course, as somebody who's a songwriter too, as well, yeah. and you look at both sides of the entertainment business, whether it's music, whether it's acting, whether it's, you know, making films, whether, whatever it might be, indie, anything, anything like that. And this is before the AI craze. And there are places, no matter how good or whatever your material might be, they're still looking for to, to basically prey on people knowing that you're looking for whatever break you can get. And so they're going to offer you the worst possible deal for yeah. something so they can, even if it's not usable to them, they'd rather pay a small amount for a really horrible deal that totally screws you over in the long run than they would actually be upfront and honest. And, you know, I, I would rather take rejection any day. 
in a horrible deal that totally fucks up my future. And right. think AI. about the songwriters that go through that too. I mean, yeah. yeah. Where like even people, artists that you think are huge, that you're like, you think they're really succeeding. And then I've talked to some big, big bands, big artists, and they're like, we signed a terrible deal. Yeah. I've never seen a single dollar off our music, even yeah. though they're playing stadiums, even though they're on, you know, playing morning show. Like you would think that you would look at this from an outside perspective and think this is a success, right? Yeah. These people are successful. I think I read an interview too recently with um, one of the members of TLC and she was saying that when they were nominated for like a bunch of Grammys, one of the years in the nineties, I can't remember which one, but she was like, we were like dirt poor, like so yeah. broke because she was like, we signed this really bad deal. We didn't, we were, she was like, we had to split basically $5,000 between the three of us. And she was like, that's all we made, even though we had like a Grammy nominated album. It had like some of the biggest hits of the year. But yeah. that's something people have. a. I don't think people understand fully. And that's like a huge, you know, celebrity, a huge artist, let alone like the background actors, the guest stars, the songwriters that are like the working songwriter, you know, songwriters. It's like I've, I've been seeing a lot of um, discourse on Twitter about like, oh, boohoo, the rich actors right. that are crying again or whatever. And I'm like, I feel like people have such a misperception that like because someone's in a movie or because they they put out a record or something that they're succeeding on this level that maybe that they're not or whatever. Right. But that, that's actually not the case at all. It's like there's such a misconception. It's like that's not true. Right. Like people you could be out outwardly perceived as successful, but not being not being able to make ends meet. And um. And, and I think like the majority of actors are not like the rich crying actors. Right. I mean, I think, I think the stat was that I believe it, you have to, um, you have to make 25,000 to qualify for SAG-AFTRA uh, health insurance. And I believe it was like 87% of SAG-AFTRA members don't qualify. Yeah. So that means that most people are not even making enough for health insurance, $25,000 a year um, doing yeah. this. Yeah, and I think, too, you bring I was going to bring up exactly what you just brought up. I think that the problem is, too, I, I feel like I know a lot of smart people who don't actually look, you know, deeply into these yeah. things when they see it. You know, they, there is this like jealousy of, oh, my God, when you see Jason Sudeikis out there or you see, you know, Olivia Wilde or you see, um, you know, uh, Fran Drescher and you go, oh, they they're worth X amount of dollars. For, I just see it as them supporting. I don't see them as the ones who are complaining anyways. They're supporting. They know very well what they had to go through to get to what where they're at. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and you see these, you know, I know from, from Brittany Curran, who's been on the show, she was on, she was, she's a great actress. She was on Magician. She also is a talented uh, in many other ways when it comes to film and to shows. And she does, she, she's done, worn a lot of hats. And, you know, she's been on the podcast several times. We had her in the magazine before. And I, you know, I don't know exactly what her financial status is, but I know it's not much different than mine, you know, yeah. as for the job I do. And, 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 you know, and, and these are the, these are the people who there's a lot of Brittany Currens out there. There's yeah. only so many Jason Sudeikis who's making money off of Ted Lasso and stuff I like that. I think they said it's like 0.04% are the people that you can actually name, you know, a celebrity yeah. or somebody that you can look at their face and go, I know that person and and they've been in a lot of stuff that's like 0.04 percent of actors yeah. which is so low when you consider yeah how many there are out there i right? mean it's oddly kind of comparable to when people look at like say when they talk about like athletes in college who make it to the nfl 
And you look at it and you go, Oh, but look at all these guys who I remember watching when I'm, you know, I see, you know, Texas play Alabama or whatever, you know, or, or, or whatever. And you go, but they, I see them make it to the NFL. But then you think about truly how many, how many kids are given scholarships and then only and it's a small, tiny amount who make it, it to the NFL make it to and who make them. And, 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 you know, I know it's a weird comparison, but when you really think about how many actors, especially young actors who are putting in this time. And like you mentioned, we'll sometimes sign deals because you think it's your big break. You're being told it's your big break. And it's, and it's totally understandable why they would. I don't look at that as naivety. I don't look at it as stupidity yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. It's a dedication and a passion for something that you hope. You're trying to make your dream happen. That's what Absolutely. I don't like. It's like, it feels like these corporations are almost dangling dreams like carrots. That's how I would describe it. It's like, they're yeah, like, this is your dream. If you want this dream, you got to take this carrot or whatever it is. And it's like, I get why it happens. I get why people put themselves out there and they sign things because they're, they're trying to follow their dream and they're trying their best to make it happen in a world where it's really difficult to make, pursue these things and actually accomplish them. So I completely understand how and why it happens. And it's just, it's, it's a bummer that it does. And that there are people that are trying to like desperately take advantage of it. And unfortunately, like I said, I think there is a misunderstanding I mean, in the sense that reading some of these Twitter comments was like upsetting to me because yeah. I was like, wow, like a lot of these people were saying like, you chose to do a shit profession, um, your fault. Like I chose to do a job that I hate um, and I make really good money. You chose to do something you love and you don't make anything. That's your fault kind of a thing. Yeah. But I, I think for me, the way I see it, I'm like, if you're working a certain number of hours, shouldn't you at least be making minimum minimum wage right like some of these artists like all they're asking for is like freaking minimum wage you right. know what i'm saying right. like yeah. and that's like if you're being especially if you're being uh, if you're working for a big company like i've had i've done work for like very large companies i'm not going to name them but they're definitely household names like we all know they're doing well right and if you're doing work on behalf of promoting that company or whatever should you not be making an hourly, like a livable hourly wait for your work, right? Like whether or not being a quote, an actor is quote unquote glamorous, by the way, it's not like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that should be fair. Like that should be bottom line fair is that like people should be compensated for their labor and their work. Um, especially when a lot of these jobs are not quote unquote, like passion projects. Like, I, you know, it's like, I've been in the past waiting for $250 from a big, big, big company for a year, two years. Like, you know what I mean? Like not like they don't follow through even a lot of the times with the contracts that they agree to. Yep. So, and you're just sort of like, whoa, this is insane. Like to me, $250 is so much to this big corporation. You would think it doesn't, that that's like a dime in the bucket. Right. But for whatever reason, I think they think because you're an artist and you're doing this thing for quote unquote exposure that they don't, they can take as long as they want to pay you. They don't need to pay you. They can pay you the bare minimum. They don't have to pay you even, you know what I mean? Because someone oh, else. Will yeah, that's exactly right. You know, is when you say they don't have to pay you, that's been the thing with arts. And, you know, I've, I've dabbled or, you know, dabbled. I've, I've, I've worked in several different yeah. types of art, whether it be everything from photography to to singing to songwriting to you know yeah. to writing of all different kinds you know and the one thing we had as artists 
you know, we will constantly get taken advantage of. How many other professions do you get told um, that you, you you're getting essentially paid in experience, you know, right or exposure? Nowhere else do you get that for years, by the way, not just yeah, for years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not and, like and, your first couple months, not your first year, not your first five years. <laughs> right. But the one thing we had was that how do you replicate art? And the truth is, AI isn't even close to that. But the people who are in the, who are, you know, CEOs in the, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to sound stupid here. I can't name off all the different uh, the different yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, titles they have. But all the people who are in the, you know, who are executives, basically, go down the list. There's this idea because they've seen something that could be a money saver. And they see something that could actually, you know, that, that looks, you know, from a high level kind of view, looks to be promising. And they go, oh, well, heck, this would be really, really easy to just, you know, use this. And like you mentioned, the background actor who gets, you know, and that is an easier way to do that, by the way, is to, you know, because it's not the front and center. Right. But um, so so they're able to take AI now and they're using that as this basically this weapon against artists. And now that's now this profession that at least we had one thing, which is, hey, we had creativity over everything. And now. By the way, newsflash, anybody who is an executive, if you're listening, uh, we still have that advantage. AI doesn't come close, not even close to it right now. But they think it does. And they forget that the people they hire, which are not executives, but people who are hiring managers and people who are hiring for uh, or, you know, or or, uh, casting, stuff like that. They know better, but they're still under the thumb of the executives and they're under their budget. And so the people who they hire that they know should know better suddenly the executives know better again. And that's where we've lost that advantage because the idea is AI is going to somehow be the big money saver, the answer to everything. And they don't even take enough time to look at that. It's not even close to that yet. Well, I think like, I guess I wonder how much of it is like, do they really think AI is going to replace all of us? Or do they, are they using that and throwing that in in our face as a means to like weaponize AI, like you said, to like, you know, to make us feel like, well, I, this is what we, we don't even need you. Your, your, your yeah. job is essentially worthless now, which is like, like you said, AI is not at that place. And also, I guess my argument against some of that is just that like, in order for AI to work properly, it has to pull upon real art that has taken years yeah. and time exactly. and energy to create. And it's like, you know what, you're now, I mean, I know they were, they were threatening the screenwriters saying like, we're just going to put your script into AI and tell them to write another yeah. episode. And it's like, that's not really cool either. Right. Because it's no. like, yeah, maybe AI would work in, in one of those instances, but like what the initial creation came from and the way that the words were used and like the creativity there came from a real human taking that time and that energy and like maybe you'll be able to somewhat mimic a semblance of the result but you would never be able to mimic like the energy and the love and the care that went into that initial product right project so it's like I don't know and and I also feel like it would be a shell of what a human could conceptualize um so I don't know it's a little bit I don't no. like it, <laughs> especially, yeah, especially because even with music that's being thrown in our face as well at the moment and people don't know so much know about it because we don't have a union like as songwriters right. or um, singer songwriters or artists in that way. Uh, I think there's a musicians union for like session players, but not for the like right. songwriters and the artists. 
And I wish there was one, but, but there is, I think there's, there's been efforts made for some reason. It hasn't really been as successful as it's been for like the writer's guild or SAG after, but um, it's like, you know, they're now saying, Oh, they're just going to use AI to create whatever, but like to throw a voice on something or whatever. And it's like, well, what are the legalities here? Right. Because like, say I want to, right. Like you're pulling, like, say I want to pitch, even want to pitch a song, um, and use Billie Eilish's voice. Like I can go pull her voice now and have her sing a song that I wrote, but what are the legalities here, right? Because it's like, she didn't consent to that. Um, now you're using her likeness and and her whatever to be promoting something that maybe she doesn't believe in, maybe she doesn't agree with whatever's being said. Um, and it's, it, it's not in a place where it's identical at this point, but it's getting there. And you're sort of just like, this isn't really cool to just, do this and now they're threatening like we don't really need the singer because we can just use their voice and ai and we don't really have to pay them as much to do this we can just you know and you're just sort of like this is like sort of wrong even if you can do something yeah very personally you know i won't speak for you but no it's very wrong in my opinion and 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 you know you you, you're and you bring up a great point because it's that there's always a bigger fish, right? Because you can see this, you know, the little arguments we have over, oh, well, the opening to this song was the same as that song. And there's all this mitigation that goes into it. And yeah. we go, well, gosh, that's crazy. Like, I have to be careful with whatever I make. But yet, obviously, when the bigger fish come in and say, well, we can pull all this, all this stuff from artists, because AI is not just out of the air. It's from artists. So we can pull all this. We can use that and threaten artists with this. And we're not going to face any legal ramifications. We have the money to bury him anyways. And I know usually, you know, when, when you and I have a show, it's, 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 we'll get to the fun parts, but you know, but this is important. Yeah, it's important. It's important. It's really but. important because, you know, this might sound dramatic, but in my opinion, from where I stand, as somebody who's been involved with creative, the creative arts for a long time, you know, I'm, I'm getting old. And when you look at it, you, 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 you see it and you go, and my biggest fear is we talk about all these things that will lead to, you know, why are people more um, suffering from mental illness these days? Why are things the way they are? Is it climate change? Is it the fact that there's things going on in this part of the world, that part of the world? But I can tell you what, losing humanity is a really big part of that. And if, if and people yeah. I think it's a replacement, but the at the point where everything, whether it's, it's the social media posts you see, whether it's the music that you hear, the movies that you watch, the shows you watch, that that human element will subconsciously vanish and it will lead to more problems with people when it comes to mental illness and feeling alone, by the way, or just loss of humanity entirely. Well, and right. It- and then when people talk about like art as though it's worthless, I it it's upsetting to me because I'm like, listen, like we art reflects what it means to be a human and it reflects right. human experience. And you saw during the pandemic, everybody turned to music, they turned yep. to films, they turned to art to help get them through a challenging time like and and in a way I do think it is life and death in that way like what is the world without some you know without that artistic experience reflecting how we're all feeling it brings us together it connects us it allows us to make it through um and and get through some of those like mental health struggles like you said and so to me it is crucial so to kind of hear people talk about it in the way that it's not is like well have you wit have you experienced a world without it? Right. And, exactly. and I think that would make you value it even more. So, um, yeah, I think it's tough. It's like, it's really is an important conversation. And I think a lot of us artists don't want to talk about it very frequently because I think 
we feel like, oh, it comes off like we're complaining and people want us to be happy all the time. And we're supposed to put on a certain image or pomp. There's a lot of like, you know, pomp and circumstance to just putting on a show, right? You're trying to make the public happy. You're trying to make people happy with your art and talking about some of these things is not the most entertaining or enjoyable, right? And so a lot of us avoid talking about them even though we're going through it. But I think in general, there needs to just be such a shift because it's it's not gonna be possible to sustain this for many anybody, even at the higher levels, right? Like even the people that are quote unquote making it or succeeding are in the top, 10% or 5%, like they're not, they're still not going to be able to, to do this as a career. Like they're going to have to have like three side jobs or whatever. And, and that definitely affects how often you can create the energy you can put into your creations. Like art will suffer as a result. Um, I think people feel like, cause there's just so much output at the moment of art that like, there's no end, right. They're like, Oh, whatever, who cares? Like there's all, we're always just getting free art. But I think I just, I hope people change the way they see it because it's like yeah. people do deserve to be compensated for the hours they put into something. And and it's hard to not sit there and feel like helpless or hopeless when you're constantly taken advantage of and exploited like every single week. Right. Yeah. I mean, that weighs on the human spirit in general. And I think something I've always said about, you know, being an actor and then being a singer songwriter is like, I do feel like every single week there is a fight of some kind. Like you're fighting to persevere, to survive, to like whatever, like, like going up against someone trying to exploit you, trying to take advantage, trying like literally every single week. Um, And that weighs on a person and that's inevitably going to be in the art, right? Like that's a part of like, it all is a circle in that way. And it's, it's all a feedback system, right? So like, you're now getting art about how difficult it is to be an artist, right? Like it's, so I don't know what I'm saying other than to say no, that- No, like, you're, you're, I, I, you're saying everything that I, I totally agree with and you're making total sense. It's great to hear also, you know, from your side. And I just hope people- understand to you know we bring up you know what they see right the the you know because everybody sees the overnight because that's when success happens i know this gets brought up but i think people need to understand it even more um for all of us who have been at different levels of this is that you know we're there's this romanticized thing when we're kids in this world which is follow your dreams and some of us have this dream we have a dream that by the way turns into when you become a teenager that dream suddenly becomes oh, I think you should actually do this because it's safer. What you're doing is a hobby. What you're doing isn't making money. And every time your work is belittled because it's not the route that everybody else goes down. You're supposed to follow your dreams, but only until you're too old to do it anymore. And so some of us, we continue to, no matter how many times we get put down through all of it, no matter how many times we get told that what we have is just a fun little side thing and we continue to do it. And the very few of us end up hitting that point where success looks like it's overnight. And that's all that we're, you know, that this is the fight that a lot of creative types, a lot of artists put in their whole lives and suddenly they're 40 and nobody cares about them anymore, <laughs> you know? And that's, yeah, and they're that's sacri- you're this- sacrificing so much. I don't think people fully understand and maybe they do, but I, some of the comments I was reading make me feel like they don't, but I was like, there's a huge self-sacrifice that, that goes into like, I understand some people feel envious or I got that sense of like well I had to go do this nine to five that I freaking hate and (laughs) right and I'm like I don't think you get that like 
so are the actors, the musicians, like we're nine working, to five would be nice. Sometimes. Right. Like we're yeah. working like three jobs sometimes. <laughs> like sometimes we're, we're, we're like writing the song and then after like rushing to try to make money to make ends meet, like yeah. it's, it's not like, you know, there's always a big sacrifice, right? Like, and the sacrifice you hope at some point is worthwhile where you can actually pay your bills. And that should be a potential for somebody. It should be like, I'm sacrificing for 25 years to never be able to even, even at the highest level of doing this, I, I can't make my ends meet. You know, even the success story, I'm now broke and I'm taken advantage of, right? Like, after giving that sacrifice, putting that sacrifice in after working three jobs, after not sleeping, trying to stay up to create art, by the way, to make people happy, hopefully yeah. enjoy their life and feel like they can relate, you know? So there was such a narrative, like even on Twitter, I saw, I keep bringing up Twitter. Cause I was like, wow, these comments are triggering, but a lot of people were saying <laughs> like, um, oh, these actors are so annoying. Like, don't they know how many people they're putting out of jobs by going on strike? Like, it's not just about them. Like, they're going to ruin the makeup artist's lives and the DP's lives and the runner's lives. And I'm like, my thought on that was just like, do you not think that the studios are doing this? Because I'm like, well, they're yeah, exactly. Not to like, mention, I can tell you right now, sorry to interrupt you there, but I can tell you right now, a good portion of those makeup artists and those are on the side of the strike yeah. you know, and who, you know, who, who understand how important this is because they're just as much a part of when, when, when the, when big studios and stuff, you know, make it impossible. Cause if, especially by the way, do you think they're not affected by the, by, by the, the uh, potential for AI too? And we're talking about how that's a part of it when no, it comes to using people's likeness they're possibly going to be at risk. Well, it's a trickle down effect. That was my argument. Like, yeah. sure, I hear what they're saying. Of course, a ton of people are going to lose their jobs. By the way, like I'm greatly affected by the strike because I make a lot of money off of, you know, writing music for a TV film. Right. Things right. like that's not, I know, that's not happening at the moment. Right. Yeah. But I'm still for it because I'm like, listen, yeah. like this has to happen. And it is a trickle down effect in the sense that like, as an actor, if you don't, if you're not making money, you can't afford to pay for your makeup artist for a red carpet event. You know, you can't afford to pay for your stylist. You can't afford, like, it's a trickle down. Everybody is affected when everyone's struggling. Right. So, and you're right. Like it's, it's true that AI would affect those jobs as well. Um, so I think it's like everybody's sticking it out for the bigger, the greater good, the bigger yeah. picture. It's not so much just like, Oh, screw this strike, losing jobs. Yeah, but it's, again, another massive sacrifice that artists are making to try to, you know, try to make the future better. And I think that, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that the, the reframing of, of some of the narrative I've seen needs to happen because I was just like, this is not at the, the studios yeah. are also aware that all these other positions are going to lose oh, jobs. It's like, at what point did they go, you know what, we should actually negotiate a fair deal so that we can protect all these other positions um on set right and like it, it's it's and the entertainment industry is so far reaching in the sense that like of course this is going to affect so many different things it's not just going to affect the actors or the people that work on set like i said now it's affect it will affect songwriters it will affect um anybody that really is is associated in any way with entertainment or film or networks or which is a lot of different companies advertisement agencies brands like you know what i'm saying it's far reaching but you hope that it's worthwhile 
Well, I can tell you that the things you hear when you hear the comments made like, oh, we're going to wait this out until people lose their apartments and their houses, which is just a horrendous thing to say, by the way. I don't care who you are. Um, that's yeah, a horrendous, horrendous thing to say. Um, but that's talking out of that. That's the animal back into the corner in a lot of ways. And so I think that there is progress, believe it or not, in 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 that they're getting scared, too. Um, and, you know, and that hopefully there will be something that that's fair here soon. I, I do of all this fear that I talk about, I do fully maybe I'm an optimist. I do believe that we go through these phases and these phases that right now might involve AI and stuff like that. I know that's not the only, I keep bringing that up. It's not the only yeah. thing we're talking about with this strike. There's obviously a, a financial side to it as well, which is, is is just as important. But when it comes to, but that's the threats that are being used a lot of the time, right? Like you mentioned the scripts and that kind of thing. Like, oh, we'll just have, we'll just have AI do it. I do believe that that at the end of the day, there will be, when it comes to independent and, and how, and how, uh, how good artists are at adapting and creative types are to adapting. I do honestly believe the human touch will always win Find a way through, yeah. yeah, over, over something that is fake. And, you know, I you agree. Go, yeah, you can go back to as far as, you know, uh, it'll sound funny, but when you think about, you know, remember when they brought in robotic pets and they thought oh this will make kids happy right they won't have they won't you won't have to worry about your kids wanting dogs anymore or cats or whatever and those were just like anything right it's it's fun for a few it's, it's a toy and that's how i see chat gpt that's how i see things like that it's a toy it's something people use for a few minutes i i know because it's part of my job you, you use know. it more than you frequently you understand it you've used right it. and i guess what you can prompt it as many different ways as you want and guess what? You can still tell it's fucking ChatGPT because it had it goes by the same basic algorithm. It changes things up a little bit, but it's it it's it, it, at, at the best, it's an infomercial. And you know, right. it's, a good it's not human. It's not the thing that we. Even if you're talking from the matter of a marketing perspective, they can't do what Duolingo does. They can't do what Wendy's does with their stuff. You know, and because it's just not there, and it never will be. And so I do believe at the That's end of the day, point. That's a good point. Yeah. I do believe at the end of the day, real humans will win out. Now, those of us who are aliens and, and disguised as humans, that's, you know, that's for another day. We'll, uh... Damn it. <laughs> no, no, I'm with you. I, I'm in agreement with you. I can't foresee a world where it can completely replace what we go through. Also, like, emotions are transitory. Things change. They change with our society, with what's going on in the world. I think it's hard for AI to keep up with that, you know? Yep. And I think yeah, that's like, all based on 2021 trends. Right. Like that's what we're pulling from. Things have changed since then. I think that's important to note as well. And I'm, yeah, I mean, of course the AI thing, like you said, is such a big part of it, but then there's also the aspect that like, I think everyone has to understand that the streaming in general has greatly yeah. changed the yep. world. Like even for singer songwriters, artists, um, it's totally different, right? Because now think of the fact like we're all, we're paying $9.99 a month. We're getting all the shows, all the songs, you can't possibly think that that's resulting in, you know, a livable wage for anybody, especially considering that, um, you know, these streaming services are, are pocketing so much of the, well, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but, but even like make it, you know, for like contracts have been the same for like years and years and years yeah. that need to be updated that haven't been updated since yeah. the change to streaming, even artists that are streaming, like from the music side that are streaming, like, 
million millions of numbers are like walking away with not enough to they're still in the red you know what I mean so I think there's like I, I do think maybe I guess if you're not in the field it would be hard to know that right I think a lot of people don't realize that yeah they don't get that like when it comes to you know it's not like you see like a million a million plays and you go oh my god that person's a million dollars no it's not even close to a million dollars on a million plays it's not close I don't it's not even I, I don't know the exact math but I can tell I you right now no, I, th I actually want to say I I could be wrong, but I think it's about five thousand dollars. Yeah, if that. Yeah, I think you're that, right about and that. And that doesn't depends on too uh, whether it's Apple Music, which I think Apple Music and Napster. I want to say pay out the most, which is kind of ironic. The Napster pays out the most, yeah. but um, given the history of Napster, but uh, but it's great. Napster's been they become the hero. Um, but you know Spotify, which is I I would has yeah, I'm I subscribe to both, but um, I would I I use Apple Music more. But I believe Spotify, unless they change things, was actually paying out the least of the big names. Yeah, they're not. They're not definitely not up there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's wild. I think it's less than I want to say, don't quote me, but I think it's less than five thousand. And that doesn't include the fact that like your distributor then takes sometimes 30 percent of that. Oh, yeah. You have to split it amongst three songwriters and two producers and a manager taking 20 percent off the top of your earnings. Like you're not walking away with even that full five thousand. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're walking no, away right. with a couple hundred bucks. And like yeah. and that's, you know, that's not enough. That doesn't even cover the cost of the song. Yeah. And then to think and that's too, a million be, streams, which is a success. That's a huge success. I mean, oh, that's a million people listening to this thing. Like that's the math for people that to, to understand it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you're almost if you want to make art, you're almost having to invest in it, your own funds that you're making from your side job just to know that like you're you want to make art and you want to put it out there, knowing that you're not probably going to make that money back. Right. Even if it is a quote unquote success right yeah like, i mean the, the best thing like you mentioned earlier i from what i've heard and i'm not as well you know well versed on this as you would be but from what i've heard from a lot of songwriter friends that i know it really is having your music played on is is is, is at least for a consistent to some degree relatively speaking income that's okay is to have your music played on you know on tv shows on uh movies yeah like that. that's way better my only thing is like, again, they don't really pay out very quick. Right. I could some, sometimes my song is like, it is on the show. It is in the commercial. It has been playing for a year and they still haven't paid me. Paid you. Yeah. So that's yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and they probably don't need to, they're like, oh, we'll get to that when we, you know, they're like, whatever. Like, yeah. you'll be like, <laughs> years down the road, you'll be like, oh, there's my royalty check. Right. Like they'll, they're like willing <laughs> and they, and they know you want it on the show. Right. Cause that's also like, part of promoting it so they use that as part of that but I also think part of it is like they kind of figure like oh we'll just invest the money we'll kind of make some money back then we'll pay them when we want to you know they're not they're not certainly not on top of it <laughs> like it's like yeah. you're like wow okay that took a long time right but yeah. uh, no you're totally right yeah it's, it's it's I just hope that everybody understands um you know at the end of the day that people like yourself uh and, and and even people like myself that yeah. you know that there's there's a lot that goes into you know a lot of us if we were told we were never going to make money off of the stuff we do we'd still do it um yeah and they know even, that they know that, that. that's the problem that's everybody the does know that and but that's just how any of us are going to be right the, and 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 to take advantage of that is sad because 
like you mentioned through the pandemic, but even go back to through think about when it comes to um, uh, P, uh, soldiers at war, right? When it comes to the USO tours, where they went, where, what 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 always has it been? It's always been entertainment. It's always been music. How do you how do you bring some joy, whether it's just you know uh, for a short amount of time or for long duration of time? It always comes down to entertainment, and that has been a huge part of our of our lives around the world, not just in this country. And so remember that just because we're people who will choose to be creative over anything regardless yeah. doesn't mean that we're any less deserving. Just because we're mentally insane. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are mentally insane, but, mentally but insane. Yeah. it doesn't mean that we don't deserve kindness and respect. Yeah, we right? yeah, yeah. But, you know, that we don't deserve health insurance and, and, uh, and I know that I, yeah. I know that I'm lucky to have a nine to five, that kind of a nine to five, if you want to call it that. That you know where I am able to 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 survive, but it it, it that I, that's been over fifteen years of being involved in you know in some yeah, way yeah. shape or form in create in in the creative. Yeah, you art. get the struggle. Yeah, you've been there. No, for sure, for sure. And, and I'm sure you feel this that sometimes doing that, like you probably have a little bit of less time to put towards certain things that you would like to because you're like, you know what, I've got to do this other thing to keep going. Yeah, I mean, when you think about like, for instance, because as you know, and as you know, I don't want to give away exactly what my job is to the whole world, but you know, but as you know, it still is, it still does, it's affected by the not yeah, by of this course, of right, course. but it's affected by all the, the these things as well. As we're um, discussing, yeah, everything, right, technology wise. But also, you know, obviously I started the magazine back in 2010, which is, you know, which has been for musicians and by somebody like myself who has been writing since I was, you know, I will never put myself on the level as of your talent, Kara, or other people who no, I've interviewed. There's so many talented people who I've interviewed, but, you know, but, but it was the, the, the magazine was started by somebody like myself who, you know, not only loves music, but also has that's what my life essentially has been is that I've, you know, it's always been creating, creating, creating. And yeah. I've never expected to get to some sort of, uh, you know, place where that would be my main source of income. Yeah. But of course it's always a dream. And I've been in the place of whether it's, you know, in the early days of reverb nation or the, or the early days of, you know, of, of places where you get told things, you get, you know, you get offered things. Uh, these, these oh tours God, yeah. seem too, you know, I mean, I remember one of my, the gigs that I played, um, there was this big talk once. It was like my first, I think my first ever gig. And there's a big talk of, oh, we've got like 12 bands on this. And everybody's going to share in on the profits yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And I ended up, I'm supposed to be like a 30 minute set. And this was, you know, just one in particular thing. And you go up there and nobody shows up. You're not told that it's this kind of not, I won't go as far as to say it's a scam, but it's all just a smoke and mirror sort of thing. Sure, and yeah. like, oh, you're actually on for an hour and a half. And by the way, there's not a lot of people at this place tonight. So uh, if you want us to give you a little bit of the tips, but otherwise you're gonna have to stay here until close. So we count them out kind of shit. And that's, yeah. you know, like, like, but those are the kind of things that, that we do go through. And then it, it's always, it seems to be taken advantage to some degree. And it's, yeah, it's just, you know, just yeah, or yet, or you bring like 75 people to an event and yeah. the venues like you have to pay us for the sound check, you have to pay yeah. us for blah blah blah, endless name, you know, list, and yeah. then you're walking away with like in the red, even though you met you brought 75 people out. Yeah, anytime that I've ever played a show, 
I, nothing covered the gas money to get there. Nothing okay. covered the, you know, it's like, oh, well, we well, hey, you have two drink tickets. And you, have, <laughs> you know, so, so don't, you know, you don't understand. We're kind of just breaking even tonight too. And it's like, oh, great. So we all had a horrible evening. <laughs> they're like we're not making any money either you're like cool (laughs) like (laughs) great this is a great business like who is then because 75 tickets that's (laughs) 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 like who made the money yeah no Um, it's yeah it's tough because i think you know again i feel i'm probably talking in circles but i think it is just that that thing where you know and everybody will they'll the, the things you see on twitter the things or whatever where people will see it and they'll go Oh, well, these people, if you just would have, you know, chosen. Yeah, no, a lot of us do. Like, we do know that we have these other jobs that come up. And and at that point, when those jobs come up, it's, oh, okay, we have this choice. You take this job and you kind of put your dream on the back burner a bit, or you continue to go after your dream and everybody judges you, you know, that is around you because they're going, well, the reason you don't have money is because you didn't take this opportunity when you had it. So, you know, and by the way, because of the paths we've taken, those jobs, thankfully, like I said, I'm 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 grateful. I don't want to sound ungrateful for the life I have. But you know, the thing is that other things do take a backseat and they are your passion. And but you're that- making a sacrifice either way, right? Yeah. You're going and yep. some people do make that choice. Like, like, yeah, the same choice these people are saying they had to made like make, like, boohoo, why don't you make it? It's like a lot of people are making that choice every single day yeah. to take to take the paying job versus the thing that they would love, you know, even when they're offered another artistic job that they just know yep. I can't afford to do this right now because I yep. need to take this paying job. So it happens all the time. I, I hate to talk about some of this because I feel like it's like makes me feel like I'm complaining or something. No, and you're not complaining. Oh, poor artist complaining, like whatever. They have a fun job, quote unquote, fun job or whatever. And you're like, yeah. I just, but I also want to bring awareness. Like I recently did an interview with um, a book of magazine and I talked about this with, from the singer songwriter perspective, independent perspective. And I was like, oh, like, I hope I'm not coming across just like massively jaded and complaining. But I was like, people also need to know, I think that some of this is going on Um, even fellow creatives out there who are maybe like struggling or who are thinking about going into these things or whatever. I think it's important for them to know like the reality of how things are just so that we can all kind of band together and help each other out and, 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 you know, just um, be on each other's team. I think it doesn't really do anyone any service to, to glamorize things that are not glamorous. You know what I mean? Like it's, I think, um, as much as we want to do that sometimes and, and to not kind of share the the struggle, I think it's, I just think it's important to be super transparent because that's yeah. the only way we're going to help each other out. It's the only way we're going to move past this and potentially see a world where this doesn't happen is if people talk about it, if we advocate for ourselves, if we, you know what I mean? Otherwise you're just accepting a, a shitty situation um, and then industry. pretending it's really fun. Every industry has levels and it's levels of income, it's levels of whatever. And if you can sit there and cheer on, which we which we do, you know, when Starbucks, you know, decides to to, to unionize and go on strike and when because they want better conditions, then remember that every single person who's doing this is only looking to be compensated fairly for what they do and what their job it's it's everything is a job. If, if, if it was so much fun to just go and, and act and stuff or go so much fun to just go and play shows all the time, which it's it's a stress, man. Like even if you're a solo, you know, who, it's solo artist, but has no backup band or whatever. And you're just going there with your acoustic guitar 
it's still a stress, whether it's to get the it stuff there, okay. get there on time, get through sound check. Does it sound good? Blah, 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 blah. How many people are going to be here? Do they even give two shits that I'm here? You know, there's all this stuff that goes into it. And everybody has, they, they're working. That's all they're looking for at the end of the day. It's just like any other place you see go on strike and any place that we build up and that we say, that's great okay. that they're trying to get what they deserve. Everybody's just trying to get what they deserve. This is not the 0.4%. Like you, like you mentioned earlier, that, and even those people are still deserving to be compensated fairly for what they're putting out anyways. No, yeah. they do. Well, and I think their argument from that side of like the people that are really, really at the top 0.04% is like, they're saying like, yeah, but, you know, these uh, Bob Iger or these studios execs are still making like 300, 400 times the amount they're making or whatever, yeah. even though they're like really push benefiting his salary because they're like they're making the film successful. Right. So they have a they have a point to make as well. Right. Because it's like but I do think a lot of those people, like you said, are just out there trying to show they know the journey. They know the struggle. They're out there trying to support. Um but I think, you know, I hope more people can understand like wh what the heart of that the strike is um, and what that means kind of for creatives everywhere as a whole versus like jumping to be like, wow, these people who made poor life decisions are <laughs> crying again. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, I mean, these, and, these, and by the way, I also want to point out going into the other when we take other jobs, these quote unquote poor life decisions. They've also factored into me getting the job I have right now. You know, sure. that, that, that like, I mean, like literally what I've had, because whether it's the side stuff you do that you become good at, whether it's the fact that you are a creative person and, and you know, and the job I'm in is very creative. And the so like all those things that were supposedly, you know, poor choices, they do actually there there is there's there's hope, <laughs> you know, for, for a lot in lots of different ways. But I and yeah, I, you know, I think, into different jobs as well. Like you said, like skills that you learn being a yeah. creative affect so many different things. Yeah. Um, I think the the major thing I want to say, you know, probably I guess to the you know final thing I would say is that I whether it's you, whether it's again mentioning Brittany Curran, you know, who we've interviewed several times here, I've seen her out there on the picket lines, and so Brittany, if you are listening, keep it up. You're doing great yeah. work. But That's um, great. but there, what I do know about about all these different artists is that they are not complaining. So anybody who sees it that way, that is not what this is. These are people who work hard, who have worked hard at restaurants, who've worked hard at, yeah. at, 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 at side jobs that they, they barely get paid at all. They make, you know, they're, 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 yes, you know, yes. Different that's... parties, different, whatever it might be. All of these artists work extremely hard as well as their quote unquote, poor choices that you might think they make. Um, hardworking people, are just looking to get what they deserve out of out of this for the hard work they put in and so anybody who looks at please take a harder look at this before you just make a judgment call because you see one giant celebrity at the front of it all right right no that's a great 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 point i think that's super solid and i think um yeah i hope that uh i hope that it changes you know over time i hope that that enough people can make an impact to really make a difference with it you know that would be amazing even if it is just um the WGA and SAG after for now, like that would be a huge win for creatives everywhere to just see a win for artists. And um, hopefully that'll then transcend to other industries that are like not quite there yet. Right. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, you know, no, totally. And, uh, but yeah, so yes, yeah, so hopefully we'll hope for the best and hope that things uh, do get better. And uh, cause yeah, these are, these are the bring us all joy. So in other, in other news, Kara, <laughs> I know you have a, 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 a lot uh, to, to come back from, 
But um, but no, you hope do. I hope everyone can process that and <laughs> understand we, where we're we coming from. Paid fifteen dollars to Zoom so we can make sure we got all that without. All right, we just needed to get that. Out. <laughs> um, but uh, but um, you do have uh, you have you've had a song that's been out for a bit. We're gonna be talking about that a little bit later. Yeah. But I do want to talk a little bit about recently um, on, you know, we talked about social media and um, I was following a recent trip you had uh, to uh, to the East Coast. And yeah. um, there's always animal stories <laughs> and pretty much every every time. Anything, anywhere I go. Anywhere yeah. you go, the animals follow. It's like you're like a Disney princess in that way. <laughs> um, so, but tell me, uh, recently I saw dolphins. Um, I think I saw al maybe an alligator. Yes, yes. Since, uh <laughs> Tell us about your latest adventure with the animals and how were the uh, how, how how did it go? What were the perks or the or the uh, the standout moments? Well, I'm I went to so first I was in Salem, which was not not a lot of animal encounters there, although lots a lot of, of witchy stuff, though. witchy things, which yeah. I also enjoy. Um, so that was cool. It, it def they definitely lean hard into the witch in Salem, which yeah. more than I thought, which is cool. Like the restaurants are named after you know, bewitched or thing like, and they have like, like so many crazy shops. It's really fun. It's really cool. Um, it's a really fun, fun little town. Um, really recommend Salem. It's really cool. But then I ended up going to Florida, which is full of the creatures as yes. many of us know. And um, yeah, I leaned in heavy. Like the first day I was there, there was an alligator out in the pond behind uh where I was staying, <laughs> which was cool. And I also saw the alligator again on the last day I was there. So that nice. was cool. And then I ended up going on an airboat, an airboat tour th through the Everglades mangroves, um, spotted another few alligators, which was nice. always fun. <laughs> <laughs> like to me, that's a good time. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was so like, I love alligators. I'm like, that's, this is so cool. Like I just find alligators so interesting. And then, um, I ended up going on a, a boat on 4th of July and we had a bunch of dolphins like jumping behind the boat, um, following the boat, like having fun. We, I think we spotted 25 dolphins um, in total, like it throughout different places of the bay, which was so cool. Um, dolphins are just amazing when you like see them up close in the wild and you just learn what they're capable of doing. Um so so cool so yeah my animal encounters were really pretty strong and then also on marco island there there's a bunch of endangered species so they have um an owl that like a burrowing owl that's endangered that i spotted like probably 20 of those and then i saw they have a tortoise that's also endangered that lives on the island and i think i spotted probably also like 20 of those so i, I was like my animal encounters were we're, you're like we're, if anybody wants to like see a lot of animals they should just go just yeah no, i do always find somehow find the animals it's so funny that you said like the because like snow white or whatever because my one friend always calls me like snow white she sees like most <laughs> these animals and she's like snow white at it again like, <laughs> like that's pretty funny um although i will say i think i put myself in prime position to yeah to find the animals um if you want animal encounters, you got to kind of put yourself uh, out there. I would yeah. say you can't with the animals, with the animals. Yeah. You can't really just uh, wait for them to come. To but there is a magnetic. I, I feel like there is though a understanding of yeah. Kara and the animals. Like there's sure. Like they understand that I'm like safe or something. Like I'm not going to hurt them or something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Cause I feel like there's always like crazy things that happen to me with animals. Like I've had to, 
take a bunch of animals to uh rescue like wildlife rescue facilities there was one not to like i feel like this is our advocate episode and i'm just about to take it there further but (laughs) there this is like our like we we need to we're getting shit done like we're like (laughs) yeah yeah this is like (laughs) but when i was in florida one of the things i did discover in the everglades is they have a bunch of these like animal farm type things that you people pay to go in and some of us saw this like on like tiger king when that was trending but um people that have these kind of facilities or or whatever that um that people can go in and and see these caged animals and and one of the things was like after my airboat tour which was totally like amazing by the way all wild animals like nothing nobody captive like watching them from afar not harming the animals but part of it was that they they provided like a ticket for one of these other kind of alligator things. Yeah. And I like right around the corner that I hadn't seen. And I'm like, oh, well, let's go see what it is or whatever. And I go in and I'm like, wow, this is horrifying. Yeah. Like they were keeping all of these animals in like brick, like block enclosures that like they didn't have even like a place to like sit up in the sun, like dirty, like people were throwing like used old cans in these enclosures like they had like a they had a tiger and a lion in like the tiniest little enclosure um these alligators yeah like in the like just shittiest enclosures that like could barely move um they had like an otter alone in an enclosure like no moving water like no land to like sit on like literally just like a little like I don't even know like a little bridge in the water and that was it so to me I was like oh like this is this is killing me like I was trying to think of all these ways like how can I get these animals out like the whole (laughs) rest of the time I was there it was so nice because I saw so many wild animals that were like happy and in their environment and of course that was beautiful and wonderful but then it made me feel like I wish I could like break in get these animals out like release them in the wild like I was trying to think of so many different like plans like I was like okay I'm gonna like work there I'm gonna get the master key uh I'm gonna have like Jack and my mom come in with masks and like release the I'll give them the key they'll release the animals you know no, and then I'll totally be like agree. I don't know what happened <laughs> um I was like oh like they had like a tiny alligator that was like in a little container that was like they were using it to pass around to kids yeah and, um and I was like well that one I could probably steal like mm-hmm. I'll just like r- like have Jack and my mom like distract the employees like I'll run in I'll put the alligator like in my purse, like run outside. Like the Everglades are like right here. Like it's still young enough. Like it could survive, like just like release it in the Everglades. But um, that's a whole other thing. But no, I, I totally get it. That's like, it, it, it's as a kid, you know, and, and we have like, if, you, if you're even talking about, you know, people, cause people will get on me about this. But like when you talk about like, you know, Woodland Park Zoo in Seattle or San Diego Zoo, which are, you know, state of the art, right? And a yeah. lot of those have rehabilitation centers, or whatever. But but it was always tough as a kid because, uh, you know, I would wa- I would watch stuff, especially you know we we grew up in the generation of Free Willy, right? Yeah. And especially like that's even that's a whole different story than even zoos because it's just crazy how small those those places are. But no, I remember like as a kid that was like a thing where I was like I suddenly just felt like Ugh, I want to see these animals in the wild. I don't want you know I'd rather go on these trips where I see animals in the wild than seeing them in, a, in an enclosure. 
And, you know, what you're describing is, is not even close to the state of the art places that are, that are, you know, that we actually do have on, on, on the West coast too. And, and, and on the East coast, like, you know, uh, I forget all the names of them, but like Chicago, I think has a big zoo and New York has a couple. Yeah. But, um, but no, yeah, it's like in that, I, I it's funny cause you saw the dolphins and I have never, every time I come down to California or whatever, and I'll go to, uh, I think like, uh, um, why can't I think of the, the Dana point? There we go. Uh, Dana point, like, you know, and even like spots around, I know that yeah. the Monterey is like the place, but, yeah. but like, you know, I always be like, oh, I want to see dolphins. I never see dolphins um and i only always are hopeful i think it's a little tough out like you almost have to go on a boat you know what i mean to like it's like you have to go on like one of those excursions out here it it sort of feels like to me yeah when we when we were when when i was and that was you know as a young kid we would always especially after like free willy came out and all that like we have the orcas of course up here and they do come down to monterey yeah that would be i mean that's amazing but yeah it's like there's something to be said for seeing the animals out in the wild and it's just it's it's beautiful it's a really great experience and uh more people should definitely do it and you know no and and i hear you like i think zoos in general are challenging at the moment for me but i also feel there are zoos that do great work like they help rehabilitate endangered species that are like near extinct especially like san diego zoo uh wild uh whatever they call it there's the san diego zoo and then there's the wildlife animal park park. yeah well wild animal park yeah so like san diego zoo is incredibly crazy too because they like have a whole savannah it's like right it's like they do an amazing job that's that's different you know that's not really what this was although i know some some people have a problem with that as well but i think at least there's a a protective element like they're making sure they're giving them like the best food that they can like there's like a lot of great care going into like I said rehabilitating endangered species so you have that but then you have people back again to exploiting you have people that are exploiting animal like these animals for just financial gain and not not caring for them appropriately um and they're basically like I couldn't help but just be like these animals are prisoners like straight up prisoners yeah, no, it's totally, it, it's a completely different thing. And, and uh, the difference between like, I understand people having a, you know, kind of fundamental, you know, whatever about zoos, but, but there's an argument there. Whereas for this, this guy, I remember there used to be a place as a kid, I think called Vancouver Game Farm. Um, when I was, I think it was like on the way to Vancouver, Canada. And we used to go there as kids until we kind of like knew better. And that's, you know, wasn't as bad even as what you're describing. But it was like, it was kind of like that. We were like, uh, after a while, I was like, okay, these animals are just not taking. And we then, it Woodland, I'm not a zoo goer, uh, but but when, but we, we used to go to like Woodland Park Zoo as a kid. It's, it's a really state, yeah. like it's a state-of-the-art zoo up here in Seattle. Yeah. And, you know, it's a vast difference from, 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 from the, the shitty little places, you know, that like, that like used to exploit animals. And um, it's a huge, huge difference. And, and there's, and there's a lot of rehabilitation work that goes into, especially San Diego's do there's, I've, I've seen numerous times in my grandparents place, the, uh, I think there's like a doctor's like a sort of like a doctor thing on animal planet for the vets yeah. uh, at San Diego zoo. And it's incredible. That zoo is, is, is incredibly huge. It's, it's got, uh, there's a lot of stuff put into that one, yeah uh, but yeah, no, but, but, but otherwise, but nice to hear that you got to see some great wild animals. <laughs> All right, I just took it down again. No, like, it's no. Like, hey, like, I'm we're totally done with SAGA after like, <laughs> like how about animals? And I'm like, animals are prisoners. <laughs> like, 
as people know, we're both, you know, we both uh, are, are, are mostly plant-based uh, eaters. Yeah, we're passionate. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're both very much, you know, we have very strong feelings, obviously, about animal exploitation as well. Yeah, yes, um, we do, we do. Yeah, but uh, but no, it's, but it looked like, though, uh, a, a good trip. Uh, it to, was. Overall, yeah. it was a really good time. And yeah, I know, nice I think you were over there for a wedding, right? Or in Salem. Yeah, I was in Salem for a friend's wedding, um, which was really fun. I hadn't seen a lot of those people in a while. And then my parents actually live in Florida now, so I was just going to see their place. I hadn't seen it um, yet. They've been there for like six months. So this was like, I was like, okay, I'm already like halfway sort of ish there. I might as well just like go see them. So it was good. It was a really fun trip and it was nice to have like a moment in nature. You know, uh, I feel like it's been a second. Like I haven't really had that this year just because I've been in hollywood <laughs> <laughs> right no for sure um but yeah and it's it's uh it's it's always fun too i think when you're so stuck you know kind of especially when you're like stuck in this like habitual sort of thing it's yeah. always nice to just actually get out of that habit and sort of just like okay something different for a change yeah it was nice i think like i had to force myself because um even when i was there i noticed for like like four or five days i was kind of doing work straight like just because I was catching up from being in the wedding obviously I couldn't do much work when I was there so I was playing catch up when I got to my parents and I was spending about yeah like four or five days straight just like doing non-stop work and then I was like you know what I need to like stop for a second like I'm in Florida like I don't normally get to come here I, I don't normally get to just like take a break you know so I was like I need to like actually do that so then that's when I was like I'm taking like the fourth weekend off you know the fourth of july weekend off and um that's when i did the, the everglades tour i saw the dolphins and I, I was super glad i did it i think you know there's definitely a time and place to like take a break and kind of live life and and get outside of like the constant you know work cycle that we're in all the time so we'll get we're going to talk about the song it's been out for a little while but as you mentioned you've been busy and so we're finally getting around to it. But uh, Over You is your latest. So I know you got some more in the works. Of course, you you know, everybody knows you'll be back on the show again. So we'll be talking about more. Yeah, music. we'll be talking about future music. I, I just, yeah, there's a lot coming. So. <laughs> but Over You, though, has been, uh, you know, obviously uh, we were, you know, I know we were joking kind of about how um, I was joking with Ashley, uh, Miss Machina last night about how, you know, the first time that, that uh, ran into you or whatever, you know, and you're like, who's this guy? Which is not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> um we were just discussing like the different elements of of like i think in, in in people in this business sort of like you know especially if you're an interviewer sometimes even people think like you know that they know you they know you really well or you know you're journalist whatever and yeah. whereas you know i i was telling miss mock and i'm like or ashley i was like you know there's you know certain people who you're like okay this is somebody i've interviewed once maybe i'll interview them again but they will never know who i am again and then there's <laughs> people where i was like okay Kara and I and Jack being a part of the podcast as well at times like yeah we're all like I knew we would be you know people who are all you know friends with each other and but there's only that only happens every so often otherwise yeah. you kind of people know especially me as a journalist you know there's just there's certain people or I think things, yeah. as a writer as a podcast I wouldn't go as far as say journalist but as a writer oh, and podcast. You're a journalist. We're, we're but you know there's people I interview and I'm like yep and I will you know there that that's it it's professional yeah, um, yeah, and uh but uh but yeah but no it's it's so but what i was going to say is to lead into that is that because you know we we know each other well you do send me songs sometimes before they, they've come yeah. out 
And I will say this, not just because we know each other, but because I'm an honest person, uh, you do keep like you, you grow so much with every single release that you have. And, uh, this is me great, great song over you. And, um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about it. And oh, thank uh, you. that's so sweet. Yeah. I remember I sent you this one before it was out and, yeah. uh, and you said that, and I was like, Oh, this is making me so happy. Cause I respect your opinion so much. And, you know, you listen to so much music and you write music and create music. So I was like, this is so cool that you feel that way. So thanks. Yeah. Over you, you know, it's, um, been one of my favorites for a while that I've kind of had in my back pocket. And, and it, it really just um, gives me a lot of life, like here, like even for a while after creating the song, I felt like anytime I would play over you, even just for mixing or whatever, I was like, this song like just does something to me in a way that it like leaves me feeling sort of um, free. And and there's a lot of catharsis that like goes on when I listen to it. And I can kind of just like feel the weight lifted off of me. And I was like, you know what, maybe other people will feel that way as well. And it kind of inspired me to keep working on it and and um get it finished and put it out because I was like I you know I think there's something with this one that like really kind of you know it, it I'm affected by it so I was like I hope other people are as well and um to me it's really it's a song about you know of course being over somebody but um <laughs> but but less obvious than that like you know I think a lot of classic quote-unquote over you songs you know take a very like I'm so much better without you boy bye kind of approach and right. I wanted to do something a little different. You know, I, I kind of wanted to showcase the full journey and, and what it takes to really get over somebody in full. And, and when I'm saying like being over somebody, I'm, I'm talking about like really being able to look back on a relationship and not feel that familiar kind of bitterness and hurt and pain. I'm not necessarily saying like moving on to date someone new or hanging out with your friends or not calling the person every day. I'm talking about like genuinely being in a better place and being over somebody. And for me, I kind of wanted to explore that. Like, what did that take to get there? And, um, and what does that really mean? Like, what does it really mean to say you're over somebody? Cause I feel like a lot of people throw the term out there of like, I'm so over them or I'm over that person. Or like even a lot of songs, like I said, like saying I'm over you, but having it be more sassy. And it's like, you kind of get the sense of like, are they? But like, maybe it's like they're trying to, con- which that's, there's a place for that too. You know, there's a place to like fake it till you make it and um, really try to like convince yourself, like I need to move past somebody and that's valid, right? But for me, I wanted to explore like what that feeling was of really being over somebody and um and, and getting past someone. And I think one day I, I woke up and I was like, oh, wow, I don't, feel any like I think I saw maybe something about my ex or something and I was like I just don't feel there was no feelings of any sort of hurt or any sort of like I just was like oh I I hope he's doing well you know and I think for me I there was like that weight was lifted but um and I wanted to write about that but I was like you know what I'd be lying to myself and to my listeners if I said that that happened overnight because it didn't it took you know it sucked to get there. There was a lot of personal growth and work and time, time. Yeah. To get there. So, um, to me, I felt like I want to write a celebration, um, but really take you through the full relationship and, and kind of give you the perspective and, um, then celebrate, you know, like that I'm the one who got myself there through the hard work. It certainly wasn't this person. Right. And it, and also anyone listening who's, you know, getting over a relationship or, who feels like they are over a relationship. Like you're the one who got yourself there, right? Like you had to put yourself, choose yourself 
put yourself first, like really learn from the relationship, maybe grow from it, ask for what you really want. Um, go to therapy maybe, or go, or, or write a lot of art to get moved through the feelings or whatever. So I kind of wanted it to be like a celebration of, of choosing ourselves versus like really, um, leaning too far into like the hurt from the past. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was not a fun one. I mean, no, it's absolutely very well put. Couldn't agree more. And uh, yeah, and it's it's like I said, it's a great song. You have continued. You continue just your your writing. Always, we talk about all the other artists. Who, a lot of them I've met through you, and you've wrote written with a lot of them. And yeah. uh, you you just you, you yeah you keep getting better, and it's great to see. And so uh, yeah, everybody, here is Kara Connolly's latest song. It's called Over You. Chasing money I always felt so lonely Sitting next to you In denial Faking smiles I didn't know that I would be So hard to choose I whispered in your ear That I just couldn't stay I knew that I would lose myself To play a game So casual and
we are back. That was over you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we've all been there, right? Like, I mean, I've, I was talking to you a little bit before. Yeah, you're telling me a little bit. Yeah, it's like, you know, there's, there is, and yeah, you do want to be uh, inevitably, yeah, it's not that you want to look back and be angry at somebody. You just want to look back and realize, yeah, I'm over it and I hope they're happy. Yeah, yeah. you know, and it's so funny. Yeah, I, I definitely don't want it to be like, uh, yeah, like hurtful to the other person. Right. To me, it's more really about getting, you know, my own feelings and, and working past it. And obviously, you know, the chorus is a little bit dramatic. Like I dramatize a little bit of those feelings, but in some ways that is how I felt, you know, like I felt like I had to go through all this crazy stuff to get to the other side. And so, of course, some of it's a, like that dramatization, but um, but it came from that real feeling of like distress, you know, and um, and it's so funny with this song. I don't know if it's because of putting out Build a Dream. And I feel like with Build a Dream, I was like so honest with that song, like and the promotion of it and the way I talked about it. So maybe that has changed the the kind of feeling around me and what I do perhaps. But um, it's so funny to me because with this one, I've gotten so many like messages from people like, who is this song about? Like, <laughs> or like guessing, like people trying to guess, like, you know, people who've been following me for a while being like, I think I know who this one's about, you know? And then they tell me and I'm like, that's not who it's about. <laughs> but, like, but if you want to believe that, that's fine. If that, if that's entertaining to you. They're like but, tying you to like, you know, like celebrities you've never dated or something like that. <laughs> like, it's like very funny. Cause I'm like, I guess, I don't know if that, maybe it's just the nature of this song and there's like the intrigue of that, but I hadn't really received that in the past. So I was like, I wonder what that is. I'm like, is it the song or is it because I've like opened myself up in a way where people now are realizing, oh, these are about, these songs are about real things, you know, cause people can release songs or whatever. You, you don't necessarily know if it's like directly their life or whatever. And maybe now I've released it enough where people are realizing like, oh, it that follow me or that like me are realizing that it is about my life. You know? know and so now maybe that's what that is but I was like this is so funny because I, I put out a whole album you know in 2019 where there were a couple kind of breakup tracks and whatever and I don't really remember ever receiving yeah. you know some of the messages I'm currently receiving and I was like wow interesting like I wonder what I wonder what shifted I, and I still don't really know but um, the nice thing I was gonna say the nice thing is and maybe that's why I mean just you know it's just more people too because I if I'm not right on Spotify right now um both build a dream which is uh and by one of these days I'm gonna accidentally say build a bear and I totally apologize <laughs> that's fine <laughs> just because of, it's I've just actually so written a song called build a bear hilarious love it yeah. <laughs> that's great it but, wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. <laughs> it was a Teddy Gold song, which makes more sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Build a Dream is number one, I believe. Your number one listened to song on Spotify. And uh, Over You is second most listened to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and it, so that's true. Maybe it is just like reaching a different audience of people, with people that didn't know me person that don't know me personally. And maybe that's like some of the... Um, some of the reason but I was like man this is it's interesting because it's like uh it's like navigating a new kind of thing because I I um it, it's definitely new it's like this song and build a dream have kind of put me in like a different place like uh in relation to my art like emotionally if that makes right. sense which has been interesting to like 
um, I don't, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just, it's been interesting because it's like a lot more people have been commenting on my personal life, like, and sending me messages. I'm like, whoa, that's intense. Like, you know, and I think a part of me's had to kind of be like, okay, like I have to embrace this and accept, accept that this is part of it. Um, and not take anything like too personally. Right. But, um, but I think it's funny because like I've definitely noticed that there's been an increase in, you know, messages of people try, like just telling me their personal, their opinions on my life, not even the music, like yeah. just my, <laughs> my life choices, you know, <laughs> I'm like, well, always, yeah, it's like take an inch, right? Or give it an inch, take it, take a mile. Um, when it comes to it's like, yeah, privacy though, still, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> Right. There's such a balance. Right. Because I'm like, as especially as like an indie artist, I do want to be very open and very real and share my stories and, and be honest. But then there's also the part of me that's like, ooh, I still need to be like, keep yeah. some stuff to myself, like and my relationship and my whatever, because it's also tough to like just hear random strangers commenting on your life when they don't really know what's going yeah. on. You know what I mean? Like, you don't. it's well, like you totally. don't. Really yeah, like you don't really know like what's yeah. happening between anything, right, in my life. But um, but it's funny. Thing, yeah. No, I was gonna say too, and the thing is too, you know, talking with me, me, me. Ugh, boy, had a little bit of a repeat there. Uh, me and Ashley had yeah. the, uh, the uh, um had a discussion last week about too when you write a, a song about a breakup or whatever too. It's sometimes yeah, there's somebody who's inspiration. And but yet you you know you exaggerate certain parts, and the first worry is, oh, that person's going to somehow listen to it, and they're going to be like, wait, that didn't happen. It's like, well, no, it didn't. You know, it's just that there yeah. has to be a little bit of there has to be a little bit of like everything's inspired from a few different sources, right? Right, right. And and so like when people start guessing that kind of stuff, I you know at a much lower level because it's been like family or friends, but like you know they'll hear a song of mine and they'll be like. Is that about, I'm like, it's not about anybody. Shut up. I don't need to. Oh yeah. Even when your family asks me, I get so annoyed. I'm like, stop. Like they're like. Not about that person. They're totally right about who it was. I'm yeah, like, no, it's it not. is about that person. It's not, but it's not about that person. made up thing. You don't know. Shut I know. Up. I always say that. Like my dad or my mom will be like, who's it? Like, what's this? Like, what happened here? I'm like, it's made up. And like, it's not made up. But I'm just like, I don't yeah, know. Exactly. It's exactly. Same exact thing. It's like, and I'll be like, I remember my grandparents once in like, my grandfather's like, I know who that one's about. And I'm like, no, you don't. It's not about anybody. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like it just gets annoyed when people think they know, but even if they do know, some of them do, some of them don't. Right. Uh, yeah. Some of them have been correct, but, <laughs> but some of them <laughs> and, and then it's just, you know, it's funny. I think also, cause I, I started bringing Jack into more of like yeah. what I do with build a dream, uh, like, you know, talking to him, yeah. uh, on my socials and kind of like bringing in personal life stories. And I think, I, I think with Over You, it's funny. Like I started getting a couple people being like, you can't put out a song called Over You, like when you have a boyfriend and like all this shit. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Like, this is my life experience. Like, am I not? Oh, first of all, or, or someone actually said to me, they were like, I really hope you wrote this song long before you met your boyfriend, Jack. <laughs> if, they, if they ever met Jack, they would understand just how great Jack is about this stuff. And right. like, like, I was yeah. like, he's like, loves the song. That's what was yeah. funny. I, I was like, okay, I have to just kind of like, accept that not everyone's going to understand. Right. Because like, I was like, well, one, I'm like, I did write it a long time ago, yeah. but two, 
and, and you know, it takes a while to get these th- things together and done. And, and I wrote it, you know, way before I even produced it out. So, and it takes a while to produce and mix and as you know, but the funny thing I was like, okay, so I did write it a long time ago, but I was like, so what if I did it? Like it kind yeah, of, exactly. you know, like, I was like, I'm allowed to write about whatever I want, whenever I want, like, this is my life experience. And like, to not share the truth of what your life is, like, that's only going to do a disservice to anybody that could maybe relate. Like, if you're trying to be too quote unquote, perfect, or like really overthink, like, when can I put these things out? Or how can I say them? Because are people going to think X, Y, Z, like, you're only doing a disservice to your audience, you know, people who could maybe relate where you're at. And, um, and I was like, you know what? These people don't know Jack because I was like, Jack is like over here dancing around to over you in yeah. the kitchen <laughs> telling me it's his favorite song. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? And streaming it like a hundred times. And and you're like, I'm like, he's not at all like upset about this or, you know, worried about what it means about our relationship. But then it's funny because these strangers like are. <laughs> Jack, like- Jack has only one flaw, everybody. And that's his taste in movies, okay? And what he considers a good film. That's Jack's only flaw. Otherwise, Jack is a perfect person. We love Jack. We love Jack. I hear great truths coming from the office about my taste in movies. (laughs) I stand up for what is right and true. Jack, can you come over here for a second? (laughs) That is the best intro ever. Jack's story. I'm in the witness protection program back (laughs) We need to deepen Jack's voice. Uh, (laughs) Yes, really terrible. How does it feel to have such a poor taste in movies? You asking me or Brennan? (laughs) Oh, very obvious. It's you. The absolute. Trying to get us both in the. (laughs) Um, No, we can't agree. Do you want to see Barbie? Oh, 100%. I can see Oppenheimer. I yeah I'm gonna I'll see Oppenheimer as well Barbenheimer the and then Mission Impossible like the movies right now to me are stacked with movies I love. have I mean, you seen Mission Impossible yet because I haven't my brother has he loved it I haven't I've seen them all I'm a big Tom Cruise fan um yeah. and just anybody who likes to do practical effects and stuff so Oppenheimer and Top Gun and Mission Impossible are just really exciting to me. So I'll yeah, let you go back no I just really oh. quick can you clear the air and say that you're not mad about over you so everyone publicly <laughs> understands and stops asking me maybe i am upset and i'm just <laughs> oh no no that's my that's one of my favorite songs you ever wrote yeah you like right yeah we were talking about, we were talking about like i'm like if anybody thinks jack is is, is not happy with that song they don't know jack that's true that was, that was a movie wasn't it you yeah. don't know jack it, yeah. you, you were even saying someone was just like i really hope you wrote this way before you met him or whatever i just said that you wrote that like like a year ago or something no it wasn't a year ago it was probably like three years ago because it took me a while i guess time passed but we've been dating for at least five years at that point (laughs) (laughs) Kara Kara takes a long time to get over her ex-boyfriend so (laughs) if you plan on dating her next just know that she'll write a song she'll write a song about me a decade into your relationship (laughs) yeah but you're okay you're you're factually correct i will do that but um <laughs> but you like it, right? And also, it's not about you. Some people thought it was about you. Like they're like, "Oh shit!" She put out "Build a Dream." Jack got upset. They broke up. Now a month later, she released "Over You." I'm like, "Wow!" I would have to be. I feel like you need to keep this going, though. You need to write your next song. Is just like the new guy. He's so cool. The new <laughs> guy. And then right after that, be like, "Yeah, like, 
blossoming love or something. Blossoming yeah, love. Whatever. It's just yeah. like funny to me because I'm like, if, if, I, if you broke up with, or if we broke up, either I broke, they don't, they didn't, they didn't know if it was you or me who broke broke it up. Obviously. But if we broke, it was obviously me. No, but if I, but if we <laughs> broke it up, I would have to be like even more insane than I already am to like within five weeks. Yeah. Write a song get all the materials together, put it out, sing, produce it, and saying I'm over Jack a month, like literally like four months later. Meanwhile, I, we just had like an eight-year relationship. Like <laughs> emotional, emotional baggage aside, to do that even in a good state in five weeks would be impressive. Yeah, even be, if yeah. I was like feeling emotionally really great. Like I don't like, think- But I'd be like-, like That's this- not even Taylor Swift territory. Like she, like- she like saying which one was it after her and Maddie broke up, and, right? But it was a song she'd already wrote about somebody else, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, what I mean. It's, it's like so. It's so funny that some people. It's, that goes back to our conversation about the arts and how some people yeah. don't really grasp what happens or what goes into it. But I was like, there's no way. Like the fact that you're asking me about this is so. Is like there's no way I could never even emotionally get this together in that period of time so I mean I do overall understand like the job of an artist is to put forth your experiences and have other people critique them and like that is the territory you're navigating to but not in my wildest dreams would I pick up like the last Nobel laureate's dissertation on physics and be like, oh, he angry at his wife because he's not using nuclear fission in the right way. You're like, no, just like, just take it for what it is. I, it's interesting that we we yeah. judge an artist for the doing- snaps, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Jack. But no, I mean, I love that point is so great, but the snaps were so on point that it was like, it was perfection. I, I have a lot of laureates that I'm, I'm frustrated with. He has a lot to say. He's yeah. got a that lot. Was, that, that was perfect. But I will say, uh, Jack, uh, so our birthdays are coming up. Um, last year, renowned holidays. Yeah, exactly. And we, last year, we were, I think it was between mine and yours. No, it's actually on your birthday. I think oh, yeah. Yeah, last birthday. year I was in Seattle with you. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And so this year I'll be in California. I know not in the first part when, for your birthday, you'll be with uh, family. But if we're yeah. able, if we're all able to get together again, I'd say we have to run it back and do Jack and Brandon's birthday again. Oh, yeah. And you, if I remember, you took your brother, brother to Disneyland or you just went to Disneyland last time you were here or something Disneyland? Uh, Okay, so the last time we all saw each other was September of last year. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 And that was Anaheim at, that was in downtown Disney. And then last time, you said I can't handle Brandon right now, and so you so Kara uh, came out to Silver Lake, and we had uh, lunch at Silver Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you were at work or something. I don't know. I don't know. There was my, I have a new job. Where I'm in Canada like once every week, so my <laughs> time and location. What part of Canada? Uh, they are headquartered out of Toronto. Oh, Toronto. Okay, I was gonna say. Well, gosh, if you were in Vancouver, you'd be like right near me. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm totally opposite side of the country. So yeah, no, totally over in, in the yeah. biggest city in Canada. Yeah. yeah. I'll let you get your interview. Good to see you, Ren. Good to see you, Jack. We'll hopefully see you soon. <laughs> Bye. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> the timing. The timing. Impe- impeccable timing. Impeccable timing, as always. Uh, yeah, horrible taste in movies, but a great guy. Horrible taste in movies, impeccable timing. But yeah. 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 You can't uh, great, recall. Great can't snapping. Recall. Yeah, great at snapping, great at timing, horrible taste in movies um and so, so yeah so, so we talked about over you great stuff 
love 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 the song. Uh, we know you have more stuff coming out in the future. We won't talk about that yet because we've got plenty. We got plenty of time. We've got many uh, episodes to, we talk, to about talk about that, that. Stuff, right? I mean, uh, but I will say something that is coming up before I head to California. I believe if I'm not right, probably even will be happening in California before I get there. But we, you have tickets to Taylor, right? I do, and I do as well. It's actually now this Saturday for me. Um, this Saturday, yeah. What in is Seattle? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so excited for you. I wonder what your surprise songs will be. I know, right? What What is the show for, for LA? So she's here from August 3rd to 8th or 9th, I want to say. Okay. Oh, a lot. Yeah, she's yeah. got a lot of dates. I think it's till the 8th. And um, I'm going, this is embarrassing. Oh no. <laughs> oh going... no, how many nights, Kara? <laughs> I'm going twice. <laughs> okay, twice. That's reasonable. But I like couldn't pass it up because my friend asked if I wanted to go and she was like, I really want to go with you. And I have and, and I have tickets for the first night yeah. and she has tickets for the last night. And I was like, I can't pass this up. Like this yeah. is like my number one like artist idol. I love her. Like this is like better to me than a lot of things. You know what I mean? 100 percent. And uh, she both won the Ticketmaster Wars. So we got them at like face value. Great price. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, same here. I got to go. Yeah. Can you imagine that I I never thought in my life that I would have bought a ticket for $130, had it be worth over $2,000 be like, yeah, no, no way I'm selling it. That's how outrageous. That's how much we love Taylor because I was like, my section for the August 3rd is now going for five, over $5,000. And I'm like, should I sell these tickets? Because like (laughs) $5,000 is like, like whether I would actually get it or not, who knows, but that's what they're listed as. So I was like, damn, like probably at least get 3000. Are you going to be dressing in an era? Yes. So can you guys hear somebody's like leaf blowing outside? A little bit, but it's okay. It's, it's okay. Sorry, everyone. It, it happens here too. So no, yeah, I can't help here. it. Yeah. It stopped. Um, yeah, so I know what I'm wearing for one of the nights. I don't know for the other night. And I probably got to switch it up, right? Like I got to do two costumes. Say, yeah. So yeah. So I'm going to, my friend, this is actually hilarious. My friend is actually coming over tonight to discuss. <laughs> nice. Costume. I love it. I actually have right here, my, my, my friend here who lives just down the road uh, with her cousin. And she, they're both friends of mine. And she made this one says folklore. She made bracelets. Oh my gosh. Uh, this one has 1989. And oh so, yeah, she says she's got more too. And so, um, you're so gonna yeah. be wearing friendship bracelets and, and trading them. Yeah, well, Taylor bracelets. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor ship bracelets. Taylor friend, bracelets friend yeah. Taylor. yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. I have them. some too. I have 13s on the hand. I've got the friend. I'm prepared. I have the friendship yeah. bracelets. So, I've got, by the way, too, I and, and I'm kind of going all out. I actually have the cheerleader outfit, not not the women's version, but the guy uh, from Shake It Off. I'm not going to do the skirt. I think. But uh, I've actually, yeah, so I've actually got the outfit. I've actually, it's it's blurred, but I've got it oh, hanging. I can't in my see hand. it. I'm so upset. What? So are you wearing? You're wearing that on Saturday. Hundred percent. Yep. Whoa! I, I can't wait to see this photo. Do a 1989 era. My cousin, who I'm going with, she is doing, I believe, 22 from the like she's doing oh, like the, cool. like yeah hat and 
Well, that's so that fun. Was. I can't wait to see your pics. I, you know, people are dressing up for this show way more than other concerts. Oh like, God, yeah. So I say it's like it's like cosplaying Taylor, and it's yeah. like, why wouldn't I want to do that? That sounds like of course. Fun. It's like so fun. So actually, it's so funny. I I did a show in LA for Over You, the Over You release, and I played yeah. a, a Taylor Swift song. Um, kind of changed it up and combined. Like I I did like a bit of a mashup. So I um, I sang Holy Ground, nice. and I but like kind of like a ballad-ish version and then I sort of mashed it up with Cruel Summer so anyway I said I'm going to the Eras tour I talked about it on stage and one of um, Jack and I's friends afterwards who's the costume designer for like different tv shows and has done some stuff for Carly, Carly Rae Jepsen she came up to me and she was like can I make you a custom outfit for the Eras tour that's so fucking cool I, I was like um can you make I was like Ugh. I'm like of course nice I was like, um, yes. So anyway, we've been coordinating a, a custom outfit for the Aristotle. That is so cool. And um, and uh, yeah, so you will see it. <laughs> I only had so many choices as a dude. So I was like going through some of her videos. And I'm like, I wonder if somebody on Etsy has one of those, like the like the you know, the jerseys that like the cheerleader yeah. guy was wearing shake it off. Sure enough asking you showers and there it was and so i yeah, i got that well, that's cool because you looked and you're like oh that's what i'd want to be and then you actually were able to find it which yeah is it's crazy and so i'm so i'm stoked it's it's gonna be crazy because by the way uh, before i get to that before i get to where i was gonna go though because i haven't been looking because i want to be surprised is i bet you think about me is that like a common one on her uh set list or is that a surprise it's not that's like one of my oh, favorites sorry songs. i like that one too but i i think it's only a surprise song Damn. I, I want to say, don't quote me. I could be wrong, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it's a surprise. I feel like I though, there's it, maybe plenty of other songs though. That... There's plenty of. What are your top? Like, if you could pick your top like five that you'd be excited to see. I want to see. I want to August. Obviously, I love August. One of my favorite songs. Yeah. Um, I love you're on your own, kid. I feel she'll do that one. That's off of Midnight. So, um, hopefully, actually, that's not on the set list. Oh, I hate the gun. Your surprise song. Yeah, it could be. And I would love to see um Lover. I'm she'll play Lover, right? The, he plays Lover, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Lover. Yeah, I like him like I don't know too much. I probably should have like made myself more surprised, but yeah, but no, but now I like at least I know a little bit now because like I've been I, I I would say probably I mean I think she's gonna play Blank Space, right? That's that was a big one off of 1989. So I love Blank Space. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I would say I mean, there's a Betty is like, again, one of my all time favorites. I always it's weird that I forget to put that at the top because it's honestly one of my favorite songs. Your favorites, yeah. Yeah. But Be so Betty, I love to see. I, I it's funny because they have these brackets on TikTok, right? You've done one. I've done one. Jack and you did one. Right. We've done all, we've done 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but like I then I forget like because they have so many midnight songs. I love midnights. But like I, they never have enough folklore to me. It's just one of my favorite oh, albums. No, they never do. I know yeah. I love folklore too. It's probably my. There favorite. are so many great songs off of Midnight. You like Lavender Haze is great, and um, I always forget like Sweet Nothings is actually just a great. It's a simple song, but I love that song. I like that song too. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm just excited for it. It's it's gonna be gigantic, right? Just get any bigger. I don't think it does. And uh, two days oh. later, I go to see Paramore uh yeah oh, wow. as well and then yeah i'll be taking the opening off. for her on saturday no so it's gonna be here's gracie abrams and heim mm -hmm. i i think it's the same for la i don't know 100 but so. i know we have heim i don't know yeah. we at least have heim but yeah i it's funny like a lot of the um 
because I've been kind of following along with like the surprise song. Some people way more than myself are following along, but I, I've been following along and I was like, damn it. I think she's played. She's already played all the songs I would that were on my surprise song. No, it's so funny because like the, the mascot for the Seattle Kraken hockey team. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but it's true. He's been Xing off all the surprise songs and he's disappointed every day when it's one of his favorites. Wait, no way, really? That's hilarious. Yeah, he's like, I've seen cold. people on TikTok doing that, and I'm like, I can't keep track like that, but I've I have been like yeah. mentally tracking, like, is it a song I wanted? Yeah, no, <laughs> totally. Like, Fuck, they're all done. Like, she's already played all the ones that were like my faves, but um, but you know, I, I love all of them, so I'm sure I'll be happy with whatever it is we get. Like, there's not really a song I dislike. Oh, no, same. And yeah, the talk is, of course, because Paramore is in Seattle the two days after her first show that Haley Williams might show up at, cause she has a song up to speak now with Haley Williams or the speak now Taylor's version. Maybe she'll do castles crumbling. Yeah. So, so possibly sun, which one means? of the dates. Yeah. One of the dates. Yeah, Sunday. And then the question is this is a much smaller possibility, but because she has a few days between Seattle and where she heads to after that, the question would be, is, is she going to make a surprise appearance at the Paramore show at, mm. on the Monday? I doubt that but we'll see. I doubt, but you'd have to keep yeah. me posted. That would be, yeah. the, I would see, yeah, I would see the alternative more. Like, oh, 100%. Like, I would be shocked if Haley Williams doesn't show up yeah. at the Sunday show for with, with Taylor as a surprise guest, because it just makes sense. It's with Speak Now just coming out. It's it's going to happen. Yeah, my, yeah, I think that's really some good detective work. I Yeah, I'm, well, I gotta say, it was my friend who made the bracelets. I sort of have a sense that she might announced 1989 while she's performing in LA oh I I'm, think she will yeah I don't you know, know why you know I, yeah I sort of feel maybe one of the dates because this is LA is the last stop on the Eras tour yeah so the, la the last show of the Eras tour yeah I'm gonna see the last South America yeah yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, she's going to... So uh, I couldn't pass it up. How could you say no to the last day of the Eras toilet? Like, you know she's going to do something cool, right? For the last incredible. And then she goes on tour with Sabrina Carpenter, which, by the way, you mentioned Carly Rae Jepsen earlier. Two very, like, they're, I think, talked about, but two very underrated albums. Oh, yeah. Sabrina Carpenter is amazing. Her, that album is one of my favorites. That album is amazing. The yeah. emails I can't send. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like, I'm so surprised, but not surprised, like, I know she's talented, but... I, I oh, had so many different it. sounds to it. Yeah. yeah. But like, I was like, wow, this album's so good. And I went to go see her at the Greek this year, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fast Times, one of my favorite songs out there. Fast I mean, Times, really good. Great. But I mean, there's so many yeah. good ones. Like, uh, I mean, emails like, or excuse me, all because I like the boy. Emails I can't say his name. Oh, that one's good. That uh, one's I mean, sucks. that's like, because I love Olivia too. But like, that's a great like response to the whole like thing. It's just a great response. It's great. I loved it too. I was like, that's clever. Whoever that was hilarious I, I think that's really smart I love um skinny dipping I really like Great. uh already over I like I like the ones where it's like kind of got the productions like a little dreamy and incorporates more guitars maybe because that's what I'm drawn to obviously already over is a great great that's a great well-written song too yeah Song, yeah. and the bridge is so hooky in that song like that something about that bridge melody like i'm like this is such a good melody for that um plus uh 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 good for my heart bad for business that's a yeah good, that's great that great, one's great, great too song. i love i'm trying to think what else i really love i don't know those are like i think the whole album's solid 
women in music right now kicking ass like i mean you think like carly ray jepson her last album which came out i think the same day as midnight's was around that time yeah 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 that's a great i really love um there's a song on that again also the kind of more acoustic guitar i think i just am really drawn to guitars but um, yeah the go and find yourself or whatever yeah i love that song go find yourself or whatever i think it's pretty funny i'm like and it also like you get that feeling you know we've all been there we're like that's a great song also i uh, yeah beach house a great song in that one but her whole that whole album is great too there's been so many good very varied like the the styles on that one's pretty varied as well yeah yeah no she's 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 a badass when it comes to music like she was i interviewed her i don't know if i told the story before but i interviewed her way back when call me maybe came out and that that album was you know it was it was it was a good album but it was kind of what you expected uh, a initial pop album would be you know right very radio friendly and then she hit a whole nother gear when she went into emotion and then there's yeah, I felt she really grew as like an oh, artist songwriter quickly yeah. as well and you it almost makes you wonder like if um some of that first album was kind of like you have to kind of follow oh, yeah. uh yeah. but also maybe she learned through doing it like what she yeah. wanted right because like when you, yeah, yeah when you do an album that you're like I don't know if that's exactly how I want to sound you kind of force yourself I think to then think like well what do I want to sound like and how do I make that happen you know yeah. well I remember interviewing interviewing her too and because she had just like been on, I don't know if she finished first or not but on Canadian Idol she had she was on Canadian Idol right and, right. and she had like buckets I think was like her her top song at that point right, and that right. you know it was like only really it was it was known in Canada on Can- Canadian radio mostly right. and I think that then you know Justin Bieber finds Call Me Maybe and he puts it up there with like a, a like a mashup video he made of like you know with like a bunch of friends and they were singing it or whatever and like then it took off because Justin Bieber so huge and she was I remember like interviewing her this is right before it really went crazy and, and like the, the her official music video came out and you know and that obviously call me maybe became just a big you know almost like a meme, song right? ever, almost yeah yeah and so she, song is great though call me maybe is a great song i mean it really great is. pop song and, and and also uh i really 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 love you that like came yeah. out of emotion that was a He's great really song. underrated uh, carly ray jepson it's funny because like even some of my friends like to this date i'll tell them that i love carly ray jepson yeah. and they're sort of like and eh, they're like call me maybe girl i'm like you don't understand yeah, how good she is yeah i mean like and by the way sweetest person in the world too i'll say that like interviewing her was she, she's she's great um she's so sweet and i feel like she's so under like i'm like she's really a great pop artist and i think people are sleeping on her but um yeah. you no, know 100 I, I agree with that but yeah but her the latest album so again what i'm trying to get at yeah some really badass uh uh women out there writing music and making music yeah 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 and it's it's awesome because i actually after i see paramore of course i go to uh california fall goes as planned i'll be seeing carol g in santa clara which i think we haven't listened to uh her latest album manana sara benito i haven't listened to it i should go check it out it's great and then uh i'm seeing japanese breakfast when i get back here oh you've got a great concert lineup i've got a good one too this i've seen a lot of people this year like i was like wow my concert lineup is really solid like i have taylor well one i saw sabrina which i i was stoked on because i loved that was like one of my favorite pop albums last year and then um i see taylor twice and then and then i i go see the all-american rejects I, I might be going to that as well in September. Yeah. yeah. So I see the All American Rejects on their reunion tour, which might be one of their last. I mean, who knows? They haven't played in like 10 years. So yeah. 
seeing them. And then I go to John Mayer's strip down tour where he plays everything stripped. I'm like, I was pretty, pretty solid. Both of us have some pretty solid concert lineups. Yeah, that is pretty solid. And yeah, there's so many great, great tours going on right now. And I think everybody coming out of, you know, not being able to tour for a few years, this was uh, the year where everybody's geared up. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see your costume. You're going to have to send me a pic. Yeah, I'll send you pics. I'll obviously be on my my Instagram. I'll send you a pic. And then I'm still trying to decide for the second date. So if you have any ideas of what. to go all out, Kara. It's got to be, you just got to like, it's got to be over the top Ugh. <laughs> well i need to do so not to put any pressure so the second day i'm doing well the first one is already going to be a lot of effort to make that is a ton of yeah exactly. i'm like should i just wear it twice but i'm like no i can't yeah. no i can't so, <laughs> so i'm like okay second day but this one i'm going with one friend so i'm like maybe like a duo costume could be cool like that would be really cool some sort of friends it's a uh like if i'm trying to think of like maybe some pairings in video yeah like what would be like a yeah good duo where you're like oh that makes sense you know well i'm sure you'll you'll find a very very good good uh outfit for that night i'm yeah i'm just i'm I'm stoked it's gonna be a very fun uh time for music i can't wait for you that's good that's awesome do you have good seats like do you are you happy with your seats I mean, you know, it was grab what you could get, right? So I, yeah. I, you know, I had to keep in mind too. My cousin didn't want her to break her, you know, break I know her. it's so costly. So, yeah. So uh, since she was, um, like, she's never seen Taylor in concert, whereas I have, and so, uh, so they're like, you know, they're not like the closest seats, but it's oh, still yeah. gonna be great. And um, it's yeah, tough to I, get like I know for me, I just took whatever I could get, like yeah. for seats. Yeah, they're at least gonna be like they're not like side, you know, or like so, God, some places. Like I remember there's like a concert or whatever. They're not yeah, like behind the the. They're like oh, it's horrible. Um, but no, these will be like yeah, I I, I it's kind of similar to when I saw her at the same uh stadium back in 2015. So it's kind of the similar um uh seats, and they were great. It was it was a great show. Yeah. And that was for like 1989, between 1989 and Reputation. So, right, right. Um, oh my gosh, that's going to be so fun. Yeah. So, but no, I'm excited. And uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll all, I know we're all busy. So, but hopefully we'll get to meet up while I'm down in California. Yeah, I would love to see you. We'll make it happen. <sighs> yeah. And Jack will hopefully show up this time and not, you know. I know. Obviously, work means more than, you know, than, 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 it's messed than, up. It's messed up, but we know how it is corporate world (laughs) (laughs) well everybody i hope you enjoyed listening to over you by kara connelly and listening to everything else we've discussed which basically i think we got through a lot of subjects today and a lot of enlightenment. we did it was there were up there were highs there were lows (laughs) there's yeah but no uh all jokes aside there are some very serious things right now yeah but everybody will take it to heart share share clips share it i um i gladly um, you know, these are people again, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm repeating everything, but I do feel very strongly because friends like you, as well as people I've just met acquaintances or just, you know, uh, in passing that I've met in this industry and they're wonderful yeah. people, some of the most amazing people I know. And, uh, yeah, so I hope everybody does just, uh, you know, understand that these are important times and they're very, the world is advancing in so many ways and we need to make sure that it doesn't go off the rails as it does so. Yeah, yeah, the world's changing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Kara, 
Uh, we will see you soon on the show. Hope, like I said, hopefully in person. We'll see you yeah. in, uh, soon on the show as well. Look forward to more music. Hope you have a great time at uh, your Taylor experience. Thank you. You too. I can't wait to, you know, get together and discuss. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to be doing that. So, uh, but yeah, until Jack, I said thank you for being on the show and for uh, it was good. To I see will. You. Yeah, yeah. I'll it's say been... I'll say that you said your goodbyes. Yeah, that's it. Very great. upset over, you know. I gotta start messaging him again yeah. on Instagram. We, we were, there was a, there was not a. very good at messaging. He's I not know. Very good we were kind of, he was, you know, he trains for Go Ruck and I was training for some other stuff at that point and we were like, kind of like boosting each other up and maybe we should boost each other up some more again. Maybe yeah. you just send him like a, a boosting up positive. I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to say positive bro messages. Yeah. Like it's like that, just write that. And then every day you send that's something you really like positive, it. right? I mean, that's not, that's good. And nobody would be mad about that. I need it. Cause I'm climbing the space needle and like, Oh yeah, that's soon. Yeah. Too much. Wow. Big things happening. Lots, lots of big things. Wow. Lots of big things. Well, all right. Well, I love how this is what we do, right? We go to close out the show and then we keep talking. But... I know. Right? Big things. Big things. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, thank you again for listening. We'll be back soon again. Actually, we'll be back following week with Miss Machina because I already recorded that episode. So um, we'll be back with her. We got three songs from her, by the way, on this episode. So uh yeah so make sure you set your uh, subscribe to us so that you can uh, get the notification after this show to uh, listen to my interview with ashley otherwise known as Ooh, i can't uh, wait thank you so much kara you know you're always number one the uh bff here validation so, uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day yeah you too we'll talk soon Bye. Um, <laughs>